Welcome to the Nairn County Podcast, which is brought to you in association with our digital partner Zion Energy, the leading blockchain software and digitalization experts leading the field in emerging technologies related to oil and gas tokenization. For more, go to Zion.com. Now, we have a very special guest on this episode of the Nairn County Podcast. We've got our former goalkeeper, Callum Donaldson, who's catching up with the director of football, Graham McLeod, to talk about his long career with the county. In the first of what is a four-part special, Callum will tell us about playing with Inverness Cali Thistle as a youth, how he ended up at the Field of Dreams at Nairn County, and the influence of his late friend and our former goalkeeper, Gary Stewart, on Carl's career. Hope you enjoy listening to what he has to say. Callum Donaldson, great to be joined by you today on the Nairn County podcast. Thank you, so, bud. Great to be here. How are things with you during lockdown? How are you keeping? How's the family? Is everything okay, first of all? Ah, yeah, we're completely fine. As I say, we're very fortunate. Um, cases and around where we live are really, really insignificant. So, I mean, work's been tough, but aside from that, weather's beautiful. Some of our biggest frustrations are literally first world problems. So, no, mm-hmm. we're good. We're all safe. We've all probably drunk a little bit too much and ate a little bit too much, but apart from that, we're good. So some of the listeners might not be aware, but you're actually based over in Houston, Texas now. How long is it that you've been out there and what was it that took you to the States? Yeah, so I've been out here just around five years now and started um, rotating out in January 2015. So just over just over five years now. Um, and it was work that took me out. Um, I got the opportunity. I was working for Orion at the time. And they, they offered me the opportunity to come out and, and work as a in their in their recruitment business here in Houston. And since, since then, I've actually left Orion and moved to another company. I work in Workforce Solutions. I, I kind of now look after our oil and gas business for the US. I want to take you back to the start now, Colin. You grew up in Carbridge, football family, your brothers all played in the Highland yeah. League. Ewan was a great servant for Strasby Thistle for a number of years and and Rob's been doing well with Rothers over the last couple of seasons. So I'm guessing it was always football in the garden with your brothers growing up. Yeah, well, not even just the garden, to be honest with you. I was, I was really fortunate growing up in Carbridge because there was a core of, honestly, there was about 20 of us. And literally, we lived and breathed football. And it was kind of, there isn't obviously a hell of a lot to do in Carbridge. There's landmark and all that sort of good stuff. But we uh, literally, we played football all day every day it was almost a stage where it was like it was severely frowned upon if you even went home for your dinner you know we just we just played football so and that was there was ages you know we were playing with boys that are probably six seven years older than us as well um and all the way down so yeah it literally was any given moment play football i mean there was even times where we were playing um, playing football at lunchtime at school and the school bell would ring and we would just refuse to go in just continue playing football until the headmistress came out and, and went wild at us. So, yeah, it was great. Did you always fancy yourself as a goalie? Not really, actually. Um, played with the, the older boys um, a lot and then they would put me in goals and I had a couple of influences. Like Obviously, they weren't necessarily in my school, but there was... a. Uh, like I'd seen like tournaments with like Gary Stewart and I'd seen obviously Jimmy on t- Jimmy Calder on TV and things like that. So I did always kind of fancy it, but it, honestly it was probably 11, 12 before I even right. really started playing those. 
And not, not long after that, you were with Cali Thistle for a bit in the youths. So how did the boy yeah. from Carbridge end up there? <laughs> it was the most random thing, right? So my, my pal's dad in Derry, uh, Dan was a really good player. He was playing in the street league in the Burness. And uh, for whatever reason, I went up to watch him one day with his mum. And their goal, the goalie, he was playing for Team Thistle Colts, their goalie never turned up. And in his team was like Lewis McKinnon and uh, Brian Gilfillan was in the team. A couple of boys who, um, I don't know if Brian played in the Highland League, but I, I ended up playing with Brian Cali. But yeah. so anyway, they were like, Calm, do you want to play in goals? No gloves, no strip, anything. <laughs> I went in goals and I did all right. Um, Donnie Weir was the, was the coach there. And I guess uh, John Beaton must have seen me playing and invited me invited me along to Cali. So that was, that was kind of tough for me, if I'm honest with you, because at that point, yeah. my dad was working away from home Monday to Friday. My mum didn't drive. So logistically, it, it wasn't ideal, that whole, even even the street league stuff. I loved it. And then, yeah, it, I got the opportunity to play for Cali. And as I said, I, I really did enjoy that. But yeah. it was kind of a constant struggle. You mentioned Lewis McKinnon and Brian Gilfillan as well. Is there any other names that listeners might be aware of that, that went on to play Highland League or maybe even higher? So, I mean, I, I was a little bit younger than Davy McRae was in around. So obviously, he was, he, he was a little bit older than me. I mean, Lewis was a standout for me. There was a couple of guys, Billy Sutherland, I played with him. He played a little bit for class. He was a brilliant player when he was younger. Fortunately, he was kind of didn't, didn't, was lost to the game a wee bit. Probably missing other boys. But then you played youth football for Nairn as well. What was it that made you decide to come to Nairn? And did you have any other options as well? Yeah, so that was quite an interesting story. So... Basically, I wasn't really enjoying things at Cali. We were missing a lot, missing training, blah, blah, blah. So my dad kind of took the bull by the horns and spoke to a few clubs. Because at that point, if I'm honest with you, if football had continued to be what I was experiencing at Cali, I probably wouldn't have continued playing. I wasn't enjoying it. And as I say, I was never getting the training, blah, blah, blah. They also weren't letting me play for school and all that sort of nonsense. So my dad wrote to a couple of clubs. So he wrote to Cali, he wrote to Elgin, sorry, he wrote to Ross County, he wrote to Elgin, he wrote to Nairn, and he went into Forest. Thank the Lord, imagine if I could have ended up at Forest. Gosh. Anyway, Nairn were the first team we went to. And at the front door, I was, we were um, introduced to Hovis and the chairman and like Hovis taking the piss out of me straight away. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I love it. It's like, it felt like home. Like, if I'm yeah. honest, it felt like home. And then went in and was tr- like straight into training. Glenn Main and Finney was there and stuff like that. And we never even went to the other teams, to be honest with you. I think right. we trained that night. I mean, even like Jason McGant, he was there. Like, boys that I'm still friends with today. Yeah. You know, I think Easter and Toshi and that, I think they were a little bit younger than, than us. But that was the Andrea Paletto was there. It was big, big Kevin. You know, so, and Willie Barron was there. So, you know, fitted straight in. Didn't even, as I said, didn't go anywhere else. Came back, I think I signed an S form the same yeah. Thursday. And then you were quickly in and around the first team squad as well. Who were the big players who were part of the first team squad when you first went up to, to training with the squad? Straight out of the bat, I mean, us Ian, Ian Brooks and Gary Stewart. You know, that alleviated my travel concerns at that point as well because Gary would generally, all I had to do was get to Grand Town, which was 10 miles away. So that wasn't too much of a problem. We could either get a bus to Grand Town or could always get a lift even if my dad was away. At that point, my mum was beginning to start learning to drive as well. So it kind of eased up that, that issue. So, I mean, Gary was immediately a, a huge influence on me if I'm on I mean, I wanted to be Gary, if I was to be perfectly mm. honest with you. So I would like study his every, every move, how he prepared for training. He had had problems with his back before, so he like meticulously prepared with his back every week. I mean, Ian Brooks just being a larger-than-life character, but also he was obviously playing. Yeah, what player he was. 
he's a brilliant player. I remember even later on, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but later on when I was at university and I was training with Cove and Locos, they were always on to me about Ian right. all the time. Like, oh, Gary, you're good pals with Brooksy. Any chance? All that sort of thing. Because he was obviously strong, good striker, good finisher, play. A couple of other big standouts for me were obviously Scotty Kelliker at the time. He was absolutely flying. And he was, in terms of like technique and especially see when we played in short-sided games, him and Gary Parker were yeah. a different level than I'd ever experienced. So they two, and the Gary in a game, and the Gary Packer run a game. Like I'd never, I'd never experienced players literally running a game, just like, no matter what, give me the ball, everything will be fine. And then Scotty, he would, he, he, as I say, great technician, score, I mean, he scored 20-odd 20 20 odd goals that first season mm-hmm. I was there. And, I, and because I was, became so close with Gary and Ian, and, and Gareth Smith, you know, Smith used to drive us a lot as well. I think he probably still owes me money for juice, actually. But... I would go. I would go every Saturday and watch the games as well. Probably be sitting with you and Finney most of the time. Finney fell off the wall at Keith. <laughs> that was one of the greatest moments. <laughs> and it was because of David, David, was it Cormier? Alan Cormier. Alan Cormier sliced the ball at the back post or something. Well, no, he tried to cross it in with his left, but he hit the ball with his right before yeah. him, and it went out for a throw in, <laughs> and Finney fell off the ball at Keith backwards. Ah, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So good. Yeah, yeah, so as I say, but then and even in that team, we had boys like Sinky, you know, who, like mm-hmm. Sinky's a brilliant player. I think Sinky played probably every position that year, apart from centre-back. Um, we had Nugget, brilliant leader. We had Coco, who'd run through a brick wall, even if it wasn't the right thing to do. You know, the team was getting a lot of kind of, um, it was kind of, I feel like that was kind of the first team the mayor and had started to, you know, put together some good runs and what have you. So like said, Brooksy and, Gary Stewart, they're the sort of guys that were good, good with you. Was there anyone else, or was there any of them that were hard on you in training? I feel like they were all hard on me. Brooksy was hard on me. Brooksy was really hard on me, but because he wanted me to be better. Gary wasn't so hard at all, but Gary had high standards. And like, see if we were training with, uh, with Gary and we were letting training down, he would certainly let you know about it. We had John as a goalie coach at the time, and he absolutely blasted us. Other boys, like Facker was hard on you. I tell you, Mo McMillan, he, he wasn't hard on you at all because he's obviously he's the most chilled out guy, but like he was ruthless. He, he could put, like that bottom left-hand corner as a goalkeeper looks at it, he would just continue putting balls there. And like, like, oh well, save it then. You know where it's going, save it. <laughs> um, but I feel like the, the, throughout the team, they kind of had that. Nugget was hard on the young boys. But again, like he'd come through at Cali and all that sort of stuff. So I feel like he was preparing you for like, you know, this is what it's going to be if you're going to make it. But I wouldn't have said anyone was particularly hard. I mean, I was young, you know. I mean, I was yeah. only really 15 when I was around the team. So Yeah, you, you say there you go into the first team training environment when you're only 15. How did you find that, the standard of the training compared to the, the youth team training? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, well, I say in terms of the standard of training, so uh, Dingers was our coach. Yeah. And I feel like in terms of the standards, we were prepared really, really well. I mean, if, truthfully, if I was to talk about standards in terms of drills, in terms of like fitness and all that sort of stuff, I was probably ahead of a lot of the first team. Dings was, he was a huge influence on me. Yeah. Um, even just from a banter standpoint, if I'm honest with you, because his banter is amazing. But also, as I say, I mean, he used to say, as I mean, you'll remember, he used to say, don't worry about me, boys. This time next year, I'll bet you've ended. <laughs> don't you worry about me <laughs> but I loved all that all right. I, I loved it but I'm like I remember poor Richard Burdett but I remember one year we, we lost the league by like two points in the end of 18s and Richard scored an old goal against um, Wick I remember things being like 
apparently he'd uh, stopped smoking. And I just remember at the time, like, he was sitting smoking a cigarette and he shouted at Bernie, he's like, look what you made me do! <laughs> oh, brilliant. I, I don't think you've let Bernie forget that one. I would never let him forget it because it was going was to be a clean sheet and it wasn't even his finger ricocheted on or something like that. But yeah, so in terms of training, I mean, obviously I was a, I was a boy in the men's league, so mm-hmm. physically I was nowhere near um, the standard, but it was good for me. You came into the squad, like into sort of the match day squad, if you like, when the 2001-2002 season, Kenny Wood was injured and you're back up to, to Gary Stewart. Obviously, Gary's sadly no longer with us. You've touched on him a little bit. It came from the same sort of neck of the woods as you did. What sort of influence was he on you and your career? It's a really a massive part of your career. Yeah, so he was the reason I always wore number 20, because that was the number he wore, and I always wanted to wear number 20 without the name on the back of my shirt, because I felt like I wanted to wear Gary's number. Obviously, coming from where we come from, it's different now, but at the time, so Gary had gone to Ross County, and Gary, he was full-time at Ross County, like, that was unheard of, really, from, from, from I mean, he's from Cromville, which is even smaller than Carbridge, you know, so I'd, I'd always followed his um, career really closely, I remember we used to play these like seven aside tournaments for like charity and stuff like that and around um Stay Valley and remember we got to a final and we played against Gary one time and like, like they beat us and what have you but I was like oh, I'm not far away I'm not far away but in actual fact I was miles away from being anywhere close to his level yeah so he was he was a huge influence on me um if I was honest and then getting to train alongside him like just as I say his preparation a big role model of his was Shea Given right? right Gary had some problems with his back but like every like so once later on when I turned 17 I got my driver's license every so often I'd pick him up I'd get to his house and he'd be watching some Shea Given video or whatever and he was just obsessed with football and just a just a top man through him didn't have a bad bone in his body and no. um, it was horrendous when, when he passed away to be honest yeah absolutely. horrendous for our whole region the whole Straits Bay Valley as well like it really like he was pretty yeah big kind of influence around a lot of people The Nan County Podcast is brought to you in association with our digital partners, Zion Energy. Click on Zion.com to find out more. <laughs>